Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mojo Market Report right here on a bright and sunny and cold Monday morning from Shop Studios. Dave Sturgio, Chris Gucci, A5, Anthony behind the glass. Um, I'm uppity. I don't know how. Um, Cowboys dropped a silly one. I can get more into that and my other ventures and shows and stuff like that, but we will get into one of those guys um, uh, this morning. But crazy, crazy, crazy NFL Sunday and Saturday. I mean, the Vikings, I, 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 <laughs> history was made on, on Saturday. I know you're a Packers guy, so you hate to see stuff like that. I don't that. mind that. I don't mind seeing it. I think they were gifted that game in, in many ways down the stretch. I mean, the Colts in the last two games have been outscored like 70 to something in the fourth, like the second half alone. Yeah, the Colts stink. I'm more talking about the reps, but that's neither here nor there. It was an amazing performance. Justin Jefferson lit it up. He's unbelievable. Another 11 catches. Yeah, he's unbelievable. Um, playoff scenarios, uh, Monday morning as you wake up, the NFC have four teams in. The Eagles obviously are in. They they win again. They beat the breaks off the Bears, generally speaking. I would say, like, if you look at the stat sheet, the Bears kept it a game, but it just wasn't a game. Um, the 49ers are in. You have to wonder how long or how far Brock Purdy can go. The Vikings are in with that um, crazy win. I think they won the North with that win, right? So they won the NFC North. And the Dallas Cowboys are in based off of, uh, you know, not so much their own doing. Uh, the Giants took down the Commanders last night in uh, honorable fashion. No penalties called. It was perfect. Uh, the, <laughs> the Giants beat the Washington Commanders, getting the Cowboys in. in the AFC, just the Bills and Chiefs right now, going into the final three weeks of the season, just the Bills and the Chiefs have locked their spot Um in the AFC, the Raiders ending. I mean, whew, have you ever, has anybody ever seen anything like that? Like, that was... Like, I mean... I'm I mean, sure you have we, a brain we, fart. You're trying to win the game, I but like... I think I've seen something like that on the internet. But I've never seen anything like that in the NFL. You've seen games end in crazy fashion. Right. Even playoff games in, end in crazy fashion. Right. Music City Miracle. There's been games, but man, oh man, I don't think Bill Belichick drew it up like that. I'm actually positive, Bill Belichick. <laughs> Jacoby <laughs> Myers... With a little bit of a brain fart there, like I said, was it his? I mean, yes, yes, but I don't think. To be he fair, maybe he thought they were losing. I, I don't know. Like to be fair, I don't think that it was the play call for for Ramondre Stevenson to hand the ball. So you think Rams at, at fault? We'll talk about Ram in a little bit, but he I has do. himself an historic day and then starts the they worst play the ball, in NFL they history. They handed the ball off up the middle. He managed to bust it a little bit and thought maybe, hey, I could do something here. I think it was. Oh, he just, did. Like, they he were, did. They were running the clock out <laughs> he there. He did do and, something. He did a whole lot. Stevenson took it upon himself to put. Myers in a very bad situation and then found Mac Jones in a way worse situation. Bro, Mac Jones saw that ball coming, right? Can you imagine being Mac Jones in that moment? They're like, go, go, Ram. Oh, we pitched him back to Jacoby. All right, well, Jacoby, make and a play. The thing is, here's why it was <laughs> such a bad play. It was like, obviously oh a bad play because the game was tied, right? It's another bad play because their season isn't over. So, you know, you well, got on the outside I looking at it. I understand now. playing that way when the season's over and it's like, you know what, let's just let's try and play spoiler here. The Raiders are also trying to play spoiler here. And um, the Patriots just, they dropped the ball because Mac Jones was 10 yards in the backfield. It's not Imagine. Like he, not like he could have pitched it to somebody else. Yeah. He had to get in front. No, that Brutal. was not possible. Imagine being a Raiders fan, though. Three out of, what have they got, F six wins? Three out of 50% of your wins this year come on a cardiac arrest. Like, it came, like, walk-off fashion. To be fair, how many losses do they have? Eight? A lot. Eight? <laughs> yeah. So probably five of their eight losses came on the final drive where they had a two-touchdown lead. So are the Raiders, game. like, right there? Like, are they all of a sudden a team to maybe consider no, next year? not at all. Because no? until they all start right. playing better defense, yeah, that's true. Not gonna, they're not um, going to be right there. All right. 
Let's start some top movers from week number 15, and it starts with the magician known as Trevor Lawrence. 27 of 42 for 318 yards, four touchdowns, one pick, one fumble loss. Um, I, the only thing I'll say is this. Him and Zay Jones, they just dismantled what I thought was a top Cowboys defense, but I did say this on Friday. I said that if there's anything that they can do, it could be exposed the fact that we're down a corner, and then they were down another corner, and then down a linebacker. The credit to Doug Peterson, who made all the adjustments he had to make for them to play offensively good. Like, you don't see the Cowboys letting up 40 points a week. You don't see that. And I know the last one was a pick six, but, like, even this, like, 34 points on defense. You don't see that a lot out of this, you know, elite defense that I keep trying to harp on. And I'm like, that's why we're here. You know, like, the, the Jaguars played well. Trevor Lawrence played better. Trevor Lawrence is shaping in to be the guy that everybody thought he'd be. Yeah, there was a conversation we were having about a month ago where everybody was saying that Justin Fields is now the QB1 of that draft class. But I tell you, it is not even close mm -mm. that Trevor Lawrence is far and away, head and shoulders above every other quarterback in that class. And hair. And hair. Yeah, yeah. Lots I mean, of we'll love. talk a little bit about, <laughs> about Zach Wilson later. We, Justin Fields did have that amazing run, so he does keep himself in the conversation. Sure, because that's what he could do good. The I, highlight reel, but... I don't know if Justin Fields has 11 touchdowns in his career yet, and Trevor Lawrence has, in his last four games, 11 touchdowns, one interception, right? Um, he's absolutely becoming a star at this point. There's no there's no debate about that. Uh, and you got to – yeah, go ahead. I was going to say credit the moxie too. Like, he fumbled, lost the fumble. Nine times out of ten, the team puts that game away, it's yeah. over. And what we're seeing really is Trevor Lawrence – Becoming a, a he's blossoming under Doug Peterson. You got, right. you got to tip your hat right. there. And this Doug goes to Peterson show you how, just is, how bad and abysmal Urban Meyer was. To be honest with you, looking for this at kid. it right now, he's averaging about five dollars fifteen cents per season. This this is through a decent amount of time now. It's not like he didn't. There's there's sample know, size a smaller a small yeah. sample size, but it's starting to get there. I, sitting at like sixty eight dollars a share price, like right below Derek Carr. I mean. I feel like he's going to play 10, 15 more years unless he pulls some type of Andrew Luck situation. Trevor Lawrence is a is a buy, like big-time buy. Get ahead of it before the rest of the market does because a month ago people were saying, like, is he a bust? Well, he's not a bust. I think that's We were saying it because of his, of his moxie and his, like, leadership, right? And then all of a sudden the Jaguars position themselves a game out, yeah. a game out of the AFC South all of a sudden because the Titans just can't get out of their own way. When you so, start stringing together 300-yard games and you haven't thrown a pick or you have one pick in over two months of football, that's the guy He's putting want. it on him. And, and credit to, like I said, Zay Jones in the conversation. throwing the ball, too. It's not like he's not throwing. There's a lot of air the yards. Ball. There's a yeah. lot of air yards. Yeah, so Trevor Lawrence is an absolute buy. There is a five-time multiplier available on Trevor. So if you want to get in on that, get in on that. It's because actually crazy. I'm surprised it's that high. Well, it seems to me, like, I don't understand. Like, I, I do understand the fact of, like, the, the the veterans get the big ones, the middle of the guy pack get the fives, and the rookies get the two and the threes. This guy's a, he, he's been around long enough to get himself and warn himself a five time multiplier. So if you like I said, Trevor Lawrence is playing really good football. He dismantled the Cowboys secondary in every way you can do it, and uh, I'm here to say that I'm still alive. So that that works out well. Um, moving on to um, another losing effort or the first losing effort as far as this is concerned. Tyler Alge Tyler Algier um, had himself a night. 17 rushes for 139 yards, one touchdown. The bigger question I have for you is this. We watched we watched Desmond Ritter play, you know, he just game managed the heck out of this game. It, there was nothing that jumped off that says like, ooh, this guy's just shiny toy. But I will ask you this. Corderell Patterson was moved from receiver to running back because the, the Falcons just didn't have a running back solve. 
have you seen that enough out of Tyler in 2022 to warrant him at least a potential conversation to be RB1 in Atlanta going forward? Because that's a big deal when it comes to investing in these players. So I don't know if he's going to be RB1, but I could at least see him in like an A.J. Dillon where it's like an RB1A. Okay. I don't know that Cordero Patterson is just going to lose the job outright because they signed him to a bigger deal previous to this season. So I don't think there's an out after this year. Mm. I think they have at least – he probably did a, ni- a nice job, at least got himself two years off, off the season he just had last year. Are you pulling up? Yeah, I'm going to pull Patterson's up the contract. I'm just curious. Or his, his contract. Yeah. But whether or not we see Cordero Patterson back in Atlanta or not, I think Tyler Algier is firmly entrenched as one of the guys there. Ten games this season. Ten, mm-hmm. right? We didn't expect him to really be a guy going into the year. At, we, we expected some goal line work and maybe a couple of carries here or there. He's got 10 games this season where he's got 10 or more carries. He's got 10-plus carries in his last three straight. And yesterday, he had his season high with 16 carries. and Cordero, 17. 17 carries. <laughs> yeah. And Cordero Patterson played. Right. So he, out, he out-carried Cordero Patterson by three. I don't know that that's going to be a trend going forward, but you could see I mean, three almost maybe <laughs> an even split. I'm talking about next oh, year. Next year, okay. Even into next year. Yeah, just so, just to clear it up, Cordero Patterson does have one more year guaranteed on his contract, and then the rest is void. So he's looking at free agency in 2024. So at least for the the, the next year, uh, you'll see a, a Tyler and Cordero and in the backfield. Seen, what we have seen out of Arthur Smith up to this point is that he is willing to run the football. And as oh, far yeah. as Desmond Ritter goes, it's a good sign to see that Tyler Algier had his best game with his most carries in Desmond Ritter's first start, which is potentially going to be the guy that he's going to be very running true. the football behind Grow together for the very foreseeable future. Yeah. Desmond Ritter, I, I thought he played well. I don't think he played exceptional. No, he didn't, listen, he didn't play bad. For a rookie quarterback, Fine. entering you know in a, on the road in a fairly hostile environment, I feel like uh, Desmond Ritter, you know, he did enough to show me that he, he deserves to get another opportunity. We'll say I, that. I wholeheartedly agree. Um, just looking, just because I'm curious, Desmond Ritter's stat line, 13 for 26, so 50% there. Uh, just 97 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Uh, he did run six times for 38 yards, so, like, showing a little bit of the athleticism. I will say. And they lost the game, so it's just like, I don't know. I'm looking at this game like, I don't know. He's, he's, Algier, it's just, though, seven yards per carry around mm. over the last four, and he's got, like, five or six games where he's at or around eight yards or carry in that game. He's a, he's a, he's a bowling ball. He, yeah. he gets through. All right. It's a very interesting play here uh, where the next top mover, and that's Jarrett McKinnon. Now, first of all, the Chiefs struggle with the Texans. So for everybody getting on my case about the Cowboys struggling with the Texans, the Chiefs did too. In fact, they went to overtime. Um, but it's a big thing to note that Jarrett McKinnon yesterday. Now, I've been banging on the uh, on the desk for – um, Pacheco. Pacheco, right? <laughs> and I'm like, this guy's going to be the bell cow. He's going to be the guy with the carries. And while he he does get his volume, and he did, um, he got plenty of carries yesterday. But the big stat that I have is the fact that this guy, and it's, it's, this is basically in the market alone, McKinnon's got a 10-time multiplier on him, right? So McKinnon gets outrushed 15 to 10. We know Pacheco's going to get the yards. 10 rushes for 52 yards and a touchdown. Eight catches for 70 yards and a touchdown. McKinnon all of a sudden has become this Swiss Army knife guy in a Chiefs offense where you need somebody like that. Have the Chiefs found themselves a Debo in Jarek McKinnon? McKinnon's been around the block, man. He's been around. He's been seeing a lot of teams. Can McKinnon develop to be what they hoped it like? Clyde Edwards-Alaire would be, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't Pacheco think it, seems to be the in-between-the-tackle so, little guy. So but. Clyde Edwards-Alaire was never going to be the guy that was 
catching the ball out of the backfield. He was supposed to be their their first and second down back, and they always had the plans on using a third down back. At least that's the way I I saw things over there, especially mm. with McKinnon on the roster. I think what McKinnon is to say he's like a Debo. I think that would be unfair to Debo. Debo's a superstar. Jarek McKinnon is more like a Darren saying, Sproles it, type. As far as the position more, goes. More like a Darren Sproles type I than like a that. Debo. Okay, I feel like sense. you can you can put him in several spots, but you can't line him up on the outside the way you can with Debo. Truth. Jarek McKinnon is a slot guy at best, and he's a, a guy out of the backfield who will give you a handful of carries and change the pace up really nice. And look, the targets is what we're talking about here, right? Um, he got eight targets or more in four of his last seven. And he gets, like I said, a handful of carries per game with a chance to punch it in down low because Andy Reid is very, very he busted creative. busted one yesterday for the win. <laughs> very creative with the way he – well, there you go. It was probably still a red zone carry, though. 26 so, yards. 26 so right yards. right outside the red right zone. Right outside the red zone. You know why I thought it was a red zone carry? Because – in he the four o'clock games, no, there's there, everything is on red zone. So you're thinking. Do you remember there was a time where the red zone actually had a state that this team's in the red zone? We're going to go to this game. This team's in the red. Now it's just like we're just going around the league. It, that that's gone. That ship has sailed. I think they they do automatically put the game. No in the fault. Red zone. I'm all thank you. Red zone is elite. By <laughs> red the way, zone is great. Talk about it, but um, Jarek McKinnon is also becoming elite. Jarek McKinnon in the red zone. Who do you think's better? Red zone is definitely better than Jarek McKinnon, but. <laughs> I but like, I like the Spider Man memes. They like you each said other a 10 too. time multiplier. There's some, some real value there is. in a Jarek McKinnon. Uh, still, still, because with a 10 time multiplier, that makes it where these games, I don't think there's long term value for Jarek McKinnon. I really don't. I just think, you know, he's going to be as what he is on this offense. His contract can't be that big. But there's like, there's like day trading opportunities with Jarek McKinnon. With a 10 time multiplier, there is significant day trading opportunities with Jarek McKinnon. He's and getting the ball a lot. The Chiefs are in the playoffs. So therefore, you're going to get a run the next three weeks at the very least, right? And then they get the playoffs. They might get the one seed. You'll definitely get a game. We talk if- about league winners. Jarek McKinnon could be a league winner. Absolutely. 100%. All right. Here we go. Jekyll and Hyde show, right? Zach Wilson pops up on our top movers in a positive way. The Jets. They don't. Uh, they, they fall to the Lions. All of a sudden, the Lions, the scrappiest team in the NFL, are putting themselves in a position to win um, and, and put themselves in a position to get in the playoffs. We'll see if that happens. But Zach Zach Wilson right here, right? Yesterday, 18 for 35 for 317, two touchdowns, a bad pick, a couple bad throws. But when I look at Zach Wilson, I, I look at this game and I say to myself, if I'm, if I'm a Jets fan or I'm a Jets coach, would Mike White put us in a position – to do what we did yesterday. And I know they lost, but they did put himself in a position to kick a monster field goal with Greg the Leg, who's apparently, you know, when he was a cowboy, it's the only field goals he would make. It's the 60-yarder plus. Every, you know, inside the 30, forget it, he's off. But, like, they had a position to tie this game, despite the fact that Zach Wilson had a couple bad throws, but he turned out to be a gamer. And it's, it's one of those things where... He did, though. I mean, like, you can't, you can't say that Zach Wilson didn't play a good football game. You can't. Like, he played... Uh, I, I can. The, but 317 yards, watched, don't lie, man. I watched that game. You talked about this before, and you were talking about how everybody gets on deck because he threw two picks, and when you look at the stat line, well, look at the stat line. This one, Zach Wilson did not play well. I watched that game. That's not I a watched, good stat line to you? I, I don't care about the stat line. I watched that oh, game. Oh, okay. Zach Wilson, got <laughs> <I> away, <laughs> Zach Wilson got away with murder several times in that game. There was some... You said he made some bad throws. No, they were dropped picks. They were bad throws. So if those turn into picks, there's three turnovers in that game. He, mm. You know, I'm not I'm not sold on Zach Wilson. The Lions' pass defense has been arguably the worst in football. I say that about 10 teams because it seems like <laughs> they jockey for the worst 
pass defense in football. Right. You know, the Texans, there's a bunch of teams that just don't don't stop the pass. The Lions are one of them. Now, we talked about, is did, would Mike White put them in a position to do the same thing? Well, if you look at what Mike White did, he did exactly that. He put them in a position to lose the game late. Okay. But several times. I'm just going to let, just stat of the day, because wins are everything. Zach's 5-3 and three as a starter. Mike White's 1-2. and two. Zach Wilson could win games. The defense, yeah. If you listen, if you want to carry yourself to the defense, right? If you want to start talking about defense helping you win that game, guess what? There's an offense and a defense. Everybody knows that, right? But Zach Wilson's throws yesterday, some of them to put him in that position. By the way, the Jets fans went absolutely bat it nuts for the the Zach Wilson throw towards the end of that game to put him in the position to win or tie. Right? Uh, I'm just looking up Zach's numbers real quick. <laughs> Zach, I listen. I just think that. Zach Wilson right now. Now, look, they have a, a quick turnaround. They're the Thursday nighter this week. So if Mike White wasn't cleared, is he cleared three days later? I don't know. So now you're coming off a loss. What does that do? This is a huge story right now. Because of Zach Wilson's play, they, lost, they, they did lose the game. I think he played okay on the stat sheet. Yes, if you're eye testing it, saying a lot of drop pick, fine. But if you're if you're Robert Sala, can you actually go back to Mike White? Like, what will that do to Zach Wilson right now? Honestly, can you just go back to Mike White and say, look, man, White's healthy. He's our guy. This is the second overall pick in the draft, and we're only three years into his tenure. Like, what are we doing? You cannot just give up on this kid. I'm sorry. You can't. So, all right, because he's, <laughs> because he's two years into his tenure, if, if he lied into jack squat until year three. Fair, which means to me that even if you bench him, I'm so tired of hearing like, but you gave what, up. It's what you're benching him for. Well, you benching you're benching him, him for an undrafted practice squad guy. You're not guy. benching him for an undrafted practice squad guy. You're benching him because I just looked up his numbers in the in the six games prior to his benching, bro. They're not good, not even close. So it's like you're benching him for that. You're benching him for his un- for not taking accountability, and then probably something else that also happened that we don't know about. Rumors, right? fine. There's probably that, and I don't look. I'm not sitting here saying Mike White, or I'm I'm saying like, oh, Zach Wilson's not going to start. I'm saying if they do bench Zach Wilson again, again, give me a break. Um, what's it going to do to the kid? If you have to, con- if you have to treat the player that way, right? Given the fact that he put himself in the position that he's in right now, nobody else did that. That's him. We're talking about an adult. At the end of the day, I know he looks like he's 10. <laughs> he's still an adult. This is the NFL, right? If you don't play well, if you don't win football games, so you really think that Zach Wilson, if Zach Wilson got benched again, I wouldn't even call it a benching. I think he had already been benched. He started Sunday because Mike White, the starter, was injured. So it would really be... But, mu- but before all that, Zach Wilson was promoted to backup. That's another thing. Promoted. To? Mike White, who they're riding. They're, they were riding that, right? But they didn't, they didn't promote him to... Starter. starter. I understand. <laughs> he was promoted to backup. I'll see myself out. Uh, <laughs> staying in the AFC East for the last top mover of the day. A guy that's... Mike White. Mike White. Uh, yeah, he's the biggest mover. Um, Ramon J. Stevenson. We've talked about him at length over the last, I don't know, 12 weeks of this show. That Stevenson was the guy in New England to run the rock. We call him Ram over here at Chop Studios. 19 carries, 172 yards. He's almost busted out 200-yard performance. Two catches for negative yards, so he's clearly not a backfield threat out of the, out of the backfield. 
this dude, and, and like I said, the game, we talked about it before. Maybe, you know, you'll never, ever, ever see anything like this ever again. He might have been the, the, the original culprit of that bad play. Um, the catalyst. The catalyst of that bad play. But now when you look at Ram Stevenson with the, the, the Patriots still on the brink of a berth slash right there, like right behind, a half game out, whatever it is, um, is he still a long-term play right now? You can also get him at three-time multiplier. Stevenson's been that dude for a long time now this season. Yeah, Stevenson's the, that dude. He's had a tough month the last couple. Like the last couple games, is he's been injured. He's been in and out of the lineup a little bit, and the carries kind of dwindled. He had one game where he did have a lot of a lot of catches, and I know you said like, oh, he's not. He's been amazing out of the backfield this season catching the football. Mm -hmm. Didn't have a great game this past week, but that's fine because at 100 and what is it? 140 yards, 170 yards, 179. 180 yards rushing and a touchdown. Look, the Raiders defense. He's got 914 on the year. So he's about to be a 1000-yard rusher in a backfield where I think going in he was going to be a supplemental guy, if you think about it, cuz a lot of people were in on Damian Harris. Well, we Harris. anticipated that Maybe. I didn't. I thought he was going to be the starter, but I didn't know that it was going to happen as fast. Bro, I mean, don't act like we didn't talk like that. We I did. We did. Saying, I just, there's no way that I see Damian they Harris. they got 15 running backs Stevenson. on this roster, by the way. And um, Ramondre's by Two far Harris the best one. Strong. Yeah, it was a nice bounce back game. I think that this guy's a stud, and he's going to be a stud for the next couple of years. The Patriots obviously like him. He's been the only back that I've seen in the last decade, maybe, that actually managed to be the true and only number one running back on the Patriots. They've and always that doesn't kinda, come easily. They've always had compliments. Even when they've had what I thought was a star running back or a potential star, they still James White, still Kevin Falk. All through the years, it's been the Bill Belichick way. Because it, Can it be that the last star Bell Cal running back for the New England Patriots dates back to, like, Curtis Martin? Like back in the '90s, because after that, even when Tom Brady was winning like all these Super Bowls, Dillon. he wasn't a bell cow. At that, he was at the back end of his career. Yeah. It's crazy. They've been a I committee like, team I feel forever. Like what they've done for the, throughout most of the seasons is what they've done is they've been a committee, and then and round, the hot hand. and then round playoff time, it'll yeah. be Legarrette like Blunt will be their clear Garrett Blunt, another game. one. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Look, it's credit to Belichick and his running back attack because it's been pretty damn good the entire time he's been there. Uh, but anyway, that was, those are the top movers for week number 15. We conclude it tonight in Lambeau Field. Hopefully it's the frozen tundra, to be honest with you, because I, I need a lot of fantasy stuff to happen. But it is the Green Bay Packers hosting none other than starting quarterback of the Los Angeles Rams, Baker Mayfield. Um, look, I know that there's a thing that didn't happen for the Packers uh, as far as, like, playoffs and stuff. And I know it's even if you, if you remotely, like, it's like whisper the word playoffs around the Packers. You're like, what are you talking about? But like, if you really think about it and you really look at it, there was a path, right? If there was a there was a much easier there was a roadmap path. like if, this. If <laughs> bum ass Zach Wilson could have gotten it done, <laughs> that's where this whole thing comes no, from. Anger no. and hate. It's not real because look, the Packers got to win four. If they win four in a row right now, they will put themselves in a very good spot. Will they finish nine and eight? Yeah. So nine and eight, you think it's in the playoffs? I don't think so. Because I think I think nine <laughs> and eight. I think nine and eight right now. Uh -huh. Nine and eight, and the Lions at nine and eight, they get in. And you I sure? Think I'm not. But you I'm, play them in the last week of the year. Yeah, but they beat us. So if we beat them, okay, we'll, so we'll split. have split. But, NFC record but, goes but, next. But they beat the Giants. They beat the common they, opponents is until like the third tiebreaker. They beat the Giants. It's, it's not. The, it's this, the first it's NFC record. NFC record. They beat the Giants. Okay. They beat. The Vikings once we have not, right? They beat the Commanders, we have not. 
So I feel like they have a, the upper hand there. Uh, let's see. The NFC record, conference record out of the Green Bay Packers is four and five. And the conference record out of the Lions is five and four. So even if, so if they beat them head to head, and what's on the record, uh, the rest of the Packers schedule? You got this. You got, you got Miami, Minnesota. And the, and the Lions. So you have a chance to, at the very best, including tonight, five, six, seven wins in the NFC. The Lions are at five. If they lose to you in the final, they have, I believe, one AFC opponent. And then I believe it's the Steelers. And they have Carolina. The, the, the Carolina game. There's still a path. So that's why this game is interesting. Anyway, this game is interesting because it's also the first also, start. we need Seattle to lose. But they're going to. about Seattle. They're going to. I would love to see Green Bay. I honestly would love to see Green Bay sneak in as the seven. Not because Dallas will never touch them. Because, and not until the NFC title game, which would be in Dallas. Which sucks. <laughs> because Aaron Rodgers, just, it doesn't matter. What I'm saying is this. This game is interesting because there's. If we could get to that point, <laughs> it would be a lot of crazy things that have to happen. There so be, we're fine. Have, no, that's not. have you seen this NFL season? Crazy things have happened. Yeah. You know what's not going to happen? Baker yeah. Mayfield succeeding in L.A. tonight in Lambeau Field. I'm putting that that energy into the air because I don't need it to happen. But Baker Mayfield, look, he comes in there, learns the playbook in eight seconds, right? Does enough, gets the job done, wins. Everybody, we're talking about him. It's viral videos left and right with Baker Mayfield show in L.A. Now you're going to Lambeau, right? It's going to be 20 degrees. This isn't your controlled environment, right? This is Lambeau Field, and this is the Packers who think that at the end of the day, if they keep winning, they could be in the playoffs. This is a recipe for absolute disaster. I'll have egg on my face this morning if somehow Baker Mayfield goes off on the Packers defense. But if there's one thing to say about the Packers defense is that it has players. It has guys that are on this team that can make plays. And if Baker's off by that fraction, I see a big night at Jair. I see a big night getting getting to the quarterback. Yeah, the pass I, rush I think is the good. pass rush is going to be the, the main thing here in this game. The Rams can't protect. Right. But I also like Kyron Williams a little bit. As a, as a your run defense kind of stinks. A little yeah. play. The Packers have the worst. They're the thirty second ranked team in adjusted line yards. Not a good spot to be in at any in any given game. Now the Rams they don't have much to offer in in the way of offense whatsoever. No. You know, even in the game where Baker, everyone wants to anoint Baker as the next coming. Um, they had three points with you know fifty eight minutes of football played. So I'm not I'm not buying in on Baker. And there's really not much to be excited about defensively for Green Bay. So. It's really more so that the Rams stink. I don't buy in on any of the Rams except Kyron Williams in this game. Packers offense, on the other hand, it's going to be curious to see what Jalen Ramsey does. He doesn't follow people around. I would imagine they're going to keep Watson away from him as much as possible. Sure, why not? Get him involved. And um, I don't know. I, I, I say it's going to be the running game that does it for the Packers. So are you in on a Dylan or a, or a Jones? I'm in on both, baby. I know you are. I mean, uh, I'm both. Listen, this I, is I, fantasy talk. By yeah, the way. well, and this is the mojo market no, it too. Is, it is because you just saw. We just spoke about it today that McKinnon is a great day player. Maybe Aaron Jones is too tonight because you know damn well he's been around the block, yeah, so he's got some. I really like AJ Dillon late in the season though. So if I was going to play on one, it would be AJ Dillon again. Somebody give me the weather in Green Bay right now. <laughs> I need to know if it's going to snow or anything like that because that will be affect the play of both sides of the ball. But if anybody is used to it, it ain't going to be those California boys. I tell you that right now it's not um it's going to be aaron Rodgers is at home and doing his thing in the snow well, weather it's 11 degrees 11 degrees and, 11 and right now it is snowing it's snowing so what about tonight tonight it will give be, me like a single digit it will be no it'll be Damn. uh 10 p.m there's a 30 percent chance of precip all right precipitation. It, will be, it will be snow if it's precip that's usually how it works in green bay so all you people from shepoiken who make Just the travel so clear the packers don't play good in the cold <laughs> Over Just so we're clear, they're going to play good in the cold tonight. Anyway, 
That'll do it. And we'll put a bow on week 15 tomorrow. But what you can do is you can follow Mojo right now. We have a bunch of social media accounts. You can follow us on each and every one of them at M-O-J-O. That's at Mojo on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Join the Discord, guys. This is a conversation to be had every single day. Share your portfolios over there. Compare your players. Compare. You take advice. I've done that, and I've actually made some money on people. Who are like, hey, by the way, go here, go long, ten time older. I'm like, are you sure? And I did it anyway. I made some money. So that's that's a really nice thing, especially right now. It's the holidays, right? It's the Christmas time and all this stuff. And happy Hanukkah to all the. I can say this, fellow Hebrews and Hebrews, because those are my. I mean, it's my stepmom, so it's my family. So happy Hanukkah, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the show today. We'll be back tomorrow morning to put a bow on week 15 and get you set for week number 16. Unbelievable. This season is almost over and I'm getting depressed about it. For Dave Sturgeo, Chris Gucci, A5 Behind the Glass, this has been another episode of the Mojo Market Report. We'll see you guys in the morning. Go Paco! Brr.